Welcome to the Leadership You Podcast. Hi, I'm Christina, your host for Leadership You, and in this episode, we're talking to networking extraordinaire, Lester Rector. From his background working at Disney to his successful career as a recording artist, pastor, author, and now director of outreach groups and campus chaplain at University of Mount Olive, Lester has learned the value of connecting with people. I had the opportunity to work with Lester at my home church for a while, and we always had a good time together. In fact, I once covered his entire office in paper glitter. You know the gold kind that sticks to your shoes when you walk across it? He was trailing that glitter behind him for weeks all across campus. The little glitter pieces were everywhere. Our custodial team was going nuts trying to figure out where they were coming from. We found little gold pieces in hallways, in the elevator, the reception area, everywhere. It was hilarious. But he got back at me. About a month later, after I thought I was safe, he jumped out at me in a dark hallway and I screamed so loud. They said they could hear me on the third floor of our office building and I was on the first floor. I was so embarrassed. But of course, I had to give him props for getting back at me. And we've been good friends ever since. Lester has the remarkable ability to connect with absolutely anybody. And I've asked him to share some of his secrets to networking with a purpose with us today on the podcast. I know you'll get a lot from Lester's practical approach and experience. Enjoy the show. So basically, I just wanted to talk to you about networking um, because you're so good at it. And for most of us, it causes anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. What is networking to you? Like, how do you go about networking? Common ground. Um, I Mm. always look for common ground. So... Anything that um, anything that I can be relational about, anything that can be relational, any kind of commonplace, whether you know if I'm talking to somebody and there's a common there's a common ground in football or a common ground in some other sport or obviously in Christ of that kind of conversation, but from just an just a total business perspective, you know I'm looking for an inroad to the conversation for connection. I love that. So it's more about connecting than what I can get out of this. It's about what we can mutually get out of this conversation. Right. I mean, oftentimes when you're connecting, especially in a business role, there is an agenda involved. But uh, the reality is most people like to feel like they're wanted. So um, anyway, I, I, I typically try to find a common ground when I'm connecting with people. Otherwise, that can be awkward. <laughs> right. Right. No, I love that. That's brilliant, actually. So uh, for some people, finding common ground right away in a conversation is difficult. So is there any advice that you could give our leaders on how to look for common ground topics? Well, I mean, today, most uh, most search engines, uh, whether it's, you know, a search, uh, Wikipedia or LinkedIn or, you know, an article, anything really, if they're connecting for, and I'm assuming it's for business purposes, maybe it's just for ministry purposes or whatever, but if there's a connection being made, you know, with an agenda, typically there's something that we can find on that individual. So just doing the homework, you know, what are they into? What are they, you know, not that you're, I mean, I may sound a little creepy, but the reality <laughs> is, you know, you, you want to do your homework about someone, especially if the intent is to try to get them to buy into something you're selling, you know, or something you're wanting 
uh, from them or wanting them to do or wanting them to like or whatever. So uh, it's like it's no different than social media marketing. You know, we're we're looking uh, analytics wise. We're looking for the times in which people are most invested. We're looking for what they're most mm-hmm. invested in. We're looking for the regions that you know tend to attract that particular thing. And so um, all those analytics matter when you're trying to connect with people about an agenda of some sort. I love that. And I love it too, because you're really, like you said, you're not trying to be creepy. You're just going in with your homework and and caring about what the other person cares about. So finding something that you both share in common, which I I think that's so so smart. And it takes the pressure off too, of trying to to come up with something on the spot. Um, For those of us who aren't good in social settings, you know, on the fly, we, we can kind of go in with a game plan, which I think is nice. So what about in those cases where maybe we're not going into a networking meeting per se, but we know we have something big coming up where we're going to be around of, uh, of a lot of people that are like-minded and, and we couldn't be making connections. Um, how, how would you approach that to find common ground with, with people that you're, you're looking to connect with for future things? Well, most people like to laugh, I, even if it's at my own expense. Um, <laughs> I like to make people laugh. And typically laughter in any form, even if it's a chuckle, it starts to break any barrier that's, that's there. It, it right. begins to melt the, the lack of confidence, um, insecurity, all of that. And yeah, it enables the, the audience to be more aware or open to what's going on. I think also, too, from just a really, and this is from a personal, well, this is from a Christian and a uh, a business um, perspective, testimony is always great. Uh, mm-hmm. Getting to a testimonial as quickly as possible um, helps mm-hmm. make that connection because chances are somebody in the room um, has been through or is going through or understands or knows, you know, uh, what's going on with that testimony. And so there's an immediate connection that happens because of that or someone's interest is peaked because of that. So, uh, if there's a if there's a buy-in based upon you know whether whether it's my ability to make somebody laugh or uh, and like I said even using myself you know for that particular scenario I don't mind doing because you know it it helps the end it helps the end game for me um, right or uh, using a testimonial is important um, in certain settings uh, I've I've also um, I try to get to how it's going to benefit them as quickly as possible. Um, okay. I, did an e- I, I went to an event recently where um, we have an initiative that we're launching out of the university in which we're inviting uh, high school age students, freshmen, sophomore, junior, seniors to come to our Sunday night chapels. The goal is that we stay connected with them. So in two, three, four years time, they're thinking about UMO as the university they want to come to. So there was a large youth event that happened in Goldsboro in this area, and uh, the head of the event allowed me to come in and speak um, to all of the youth pastors represented about what it is that we're trying to do. So I introduced myself, and then I got right to the point as quickly as possible because Mm. I wanted them to recognize immediately that there's buy-in for them. You know, we 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 want to be a blessing to their students. We want to invest in them. And for them, it's another avenue or opportunity, A, to get out of the four walls of their building, and then B, 
um, to uh, be a benefit to their students beyond just the spiritual aspect. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway, so uh, trying to get to the trying to get to what to how it benefits the the audience or the people you're there quickly um, is a is key to connecting. In my opinion, I love that. No, that's great practical advice. Um, I absolutely love that. I love it how you uh, you mentioned when you're walking into a room and to find people to connect with that um, would be interested in your testimony or maybe um, who, you know, everyone can connect over laughter, which is totally true, which is how you and I connected right away, too. <laughs> um, a couple of pranks here and there. But um, <laughs> sure. um, what if somebody is not great at coming into a room full of people, they just feel overwhelmed and they tend to hug the wall and kind of stay into themselves. What are some practical tools or advice that you give them to kind of move past themselves and, and to just put themselves out there to connect with people? Well, I mean, it starts with one. So mm-hmm. if if you're, if they can just find one individual, one person that they connect with, it, it really, and, and honestly, it just depends upon the setting, to be honest with you. I you know, it, it happens where here at the university, for example, I may find myself in a room. I'm a director, but I find myself in a room full of VPs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, these guys, by pecking order, technically are above me. So um, they're not my necessarily my boss, but they're above me in the overall um, totem pole of the, <laughs> of the university. <laughs> sure. um, so. But being able to go in and talk to them can sometimes be intimidating because many of them, A, are still getting to know me. Mm-hmm. And so that can be tough, you know. Uh, so finding one individual to invest in, I think, is important for someone who's uh, struggling with the confidence or with even the understanding of how to approach uh, a group of people um, in, in a connection setting. Mm-hmm. So finding that one individual that you can connect to. Also, I like to try to stay close to the door. So if <laughs> if I know I'm walking into a room that I'm uncomfortable with, then I'm mm-hmm. going to find that person that's also lingering close to the door. Um, oh. And I know that I know that may seem strange, uh, but the deeper you go into the room, the more anxious you can become about the opportunity or about the scenario. So no, stay. You know, find find somebody within your comfort zone, and then from there you can work your way further into the room once you start to get comfortable. Um, and then the last part of that that I would say is really it's all about the subject matter. Uh, mm-hmm. What are you going into the room for, and how versed and comfortable are you in having an intelligent intelligent conversation with someone about the subject matter, gotcha. depending upon whatever it is. So again, doing some homework to make sure that whether you are intimately acquainted with that conversation or not, uh, you have some knowledge base uh, for what it is that, you know, uh, the, the conversation is going to be on. That's key. I love that. Um, and so it sounds a lot like the advice that you're giving people to is just, it's all about the other person, about connecting and, and making it more about them, putting the focus more on them um, and taking the pressure off yourself a little bit. So in those kind of scenarios, uh, once you've connected and you've been talking to someone, you found mutual ground, um, maybe you've introduced an element of humor in there, how do, you, how do you make the ask where you're talking about, hey, this is what I'm doing, how can we connect over this, or, or how can I help you with what you're doing? Um, what would that look like? Well, most people like to, I mean, well, I say most people, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about this, but 
typically the go-to whenever you're having conversation with someone is resume. So most people are going to start talking about their resume, especially if it's in a setting or an environment where someone is not familiar with you. So if if that is what we're talking about in this particular instance, then um, oftentimes, you know, I try to, I try to uh, use, use a portion of my resume to pique an interest. For example, I was in a, classroom yesterday was invited by a professor to go in and speak to some freshmen about the importance of spiritual development. And mm. um, as the campus pastor at UMO, um, our motto for the university is, um, um, uh, what is it, Build, building mind, body, and spirit. You know, so um, the spirit aspect is is valuable, but in order to get them comfortable with the conversation because you know this this is somewhat of a mission field down here if you will um mm-hmm. i i used my experience at disney so mm-hmm. i talked a little bit about what i did at disney because everyone at some point in their life if there's you know in, in in that room as students has seen a disney film or knows who crushes or whatever <laughs> you know so um so I could use that experience to gain a sense of respect or clout mm. um, as a performer and then uh, talk about how that relates to my spiritual living. So um, wow. using using a piece of your resume to pique an interest, gets their attention, yeah. uh, and then, you know, you can get to the agenda, even if the resume isn't on the subject matter. It'd be something mm-hmm. that, something that uh, gets you there, you know so that somebody's interest is peaked. I love that. That's brilliant. Well, those were actually all of my questions about connecting and, and networking. Oh. You are such a smart guy. <laughs> Let me do this, though. Let, uh, tell me a little bit about your background um, for the podcast and um, a little bit about what you're doing now so that we can um, kind of link back to you if people are interested in connecting with you and, and learning more about what you're up to. Sure. So currently I'm at the University of Mount Olive. Um, it is a mid-size I think mid-size, mid-size nonprofit liberal arts university, so Christian university. And uh, I've come on as the uh, director of campus ministries and outreach groups. So um, taking over all of pastoral care on campus for uh, the students, faculty, staff, uh, whoever wants to be a part of that. And then as well, um, developing an acapella group called Carolina Sound that'll be used for recruitment purposes. So uh, kind of as a part of that outreach portion of the conversation. You can follow us on Instagram. Carolina Sound is on Instagram. Uh, We also have a university campus ministry app that you can connect to. There's podcasts on there of the messages and opportunities and ways to connect that way too. So it's just uh, live out loud at UMO. Uh, And it's a a small town here in Mount Olive. In fact, it's famous for the university and uh, Mount Olive Pickles. (laughs) <laughs> it's in the middle of farm country, which is great, um, but not too far from Raleigh, Durham, and and uh, even closer to the coast, which is nice. So, you'd be at the beach in an hour, and be in Raleigh in 45 minutes to an hour, so uh, which is good. But um, yeah, we're loving every minute of it, enjoying this immensely. The next year, we'll add a third uh, layer, if you will, to our portfolio, and that we will. Um, 
uh, will take over all of uh, theater arts on campus oh, wow. and begin reshaping and revamping what that looks like for the university and how we're going to get the community involved in that, which is another form of connection altogether. Um, right. Identifying identifying a need and capitalizing on the need. And then in the middle of all that, I'm trying to open a coffee shop, which something this town desperately needs. They do not have one right now. The area coffee shop in town is a star. I mean, a um, a McDonald's. And oh my uh, if you're not getting it at home, you're getting it either at McDonald's or a gas station. So oh my goodness. Um, exactly. So I'm I am in the uh, works of launching a coffee shop and um, buying a piece of property and opening it up in the downtown area, which is a quaint, small little storefront storefront downtown area that uh, is just absolute um, a ton of potential. That is so cool. And it's another way to connect. I remember you talking um, when we were working together at the church, you were talking yep. about how your dream would be to have a coffee shop and people just come in and and chat over coffee, which is something you love. So I'm really excited to Absolutely. Common ground, it's it's a really great opportunity. So looking forward to the potential of that. And I believe whether the timing is right now or later, it'll happen. So Yeah, yeah. Well, you are amazing and succeeded at everything you put your hand to. So I'm sure it'll be fantastic and rival Starbucks for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Christina. You're awesome as well. And I'm so glad I got to do this. This is so much fun. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Youth Podcast. For more resources for leaders, visit our website at volunteeru.org.